Yikes. Here we go. Here we go, Bears fans. Welcome into We Are Regal Radio's three and out series, and we're giving the postmortem to the Bears. Maybe their season. Maybe uh, all the way up to the top. All the way uh, with the GM, head coach, maybe even the president of football operations or the president of the team, I should say. Uh, we'll get into all that in a minute, but just wanted to uh, give our takeaways nonetheless with uh, all the bad that's going on. Unfortunately, with the hometown Chicago Bears, they lost a tough one to the Detroit Lions 34-30 to on Sunday, and it was probably the worst loss of the year, not necessarily by score, but just what was on the line for the Bears, how they responded, the question marks left over, and really the quality opponent. I mean, that's that's about as bad of a team as the Bears have lost to all season long, and really they should have been swept by the Lions this year. But, you know, we're going to do things a little bit differently on this three and out. Certainly, uh, Kyle Means, editor-in-chief of We Are Regal Radio, we did a, a nice hit yesterday on uh, our YouTube, War on YouTube, and obviously you can listen to us, War on Anchor, all the places where you get your podcasts and everything like that. But we, we did a post-mortem on the Bears game, so it's not it's not really just a lot to go over, just in general. I mean, we could talk about players, but... The big takeaway, really, from this loss is it's just the fact that the Bears have some really bad rot in their franchise. Uh, it's really like going into a uh, a new house or you call over some kind of house inspector and they rip open the wall and you just see a lot of bad stuff. A lot of, a lot of work and a lot of repair to either foundationally the house or just structurally to the house. So... You know, you can't have a house without structure and you can't have a house without a foundation. Those are two musts. And when you got rot and problems there, boy, that's that's when you get a little bit nervous about the direction of your franchise. And that's where the Bears are at, quite honestly, after this game. Because, you know, the defense has now played terribly two weeks in a row. You really wonder, is the locker room fractured, frayed? or has the defense quit on Matt Nagy, the head coach? This is the other part that you just kind of have to come to realization with the Bears. You know, you have a head coach where his area of expertise is offense, and that is where they are the worst at on this football team. So if you want to continue moving forward with Matt Nagy, there's got to be some fear within the Bears organization that he might not be able to fix the problem offensively because, I mean, he just really hasn't done a good job here being the head offensive guru, you know, that head offensive coach as well as the head coach of the whole team, but where he really wants to stamp his mark on the Bears is offensively, he stamped it in one of the most negative ways. You know, Ryan Pace obviously deserves a lot of fire uh, after – what we've seen, you know, he's built a football team where, you know, they're built on pass rush, and right now they can't get after the passer. Maybe is that the locker room stuff that I was alluding to earlier, or are guys just not living up to their contract, even though they're still present and they're still fighting uh, to keep the season alive and still fighting for Matt Nagy? The performance hasn't been there, and 
when the defense isn't playing well, you really see the warts of this team. But it was especially bad having, you know, a 10-point lead for pretty much that entire game. You would expect the Bears' defense to close the door. And granted, that the Bears' offense did everything they could to give that game away against Detroit because the play selection, a 10-point lead with about six minutes left in that game. I mean, you run the ball and pick up a few first downs, and they were running pretty well. Uh, It wasn't great, but they were running solidly. And, you know, you've got Mitch who can run. You've got some quarterback design runs. You you don't want him to get hurt. But at that point in time, you've got to think about winning the football game. You need that victory. Your playoff hopes are completely alive, and they mentioned that many times on the broadcast. You've got to get that win. And it just seemed like the head coach and the coaching staff made a lot of bad decisions late in that game and really helped the players lose that one. And some of the just blown coverages on defense looked terrible. You know, they did some good stuff offensively, given that Mitch is the starter. But boy, oh boy, you just saw the same thing. Very few accurate passes downfield. Receivers really didn't have a chance. Everything had to be built off the short passing game, getting Mitch moving around to help out the offensive line. And to, I guess, the Bears' credit, they were really trying to run the football seemingly early in for most of that game. Just got away, I think, too much from it late. And part of the problem of their loss was the clock management. But this speaks to larger issues overall with this game. I mean, this isn't stuff in a vacuum. All of a sudden, we found out Matt Nagy has clock management issues. We've talked about this before. It's not a rare sight in Chicago to see a defense quit on a head coach because they can't put an offense that can complement them out on the football field. That's not a rare occurrence. I mean, this has happened before. It almost feels like, probably for a lot of Bears fans, like it's a time warp. And I mean, a lot can change for sure from here in these last four weeks of the season, but... The Bears are sitting about 13th, 14th on the draft order. And ahead of them are some teams that could potentially win a few more games, like Houston. The Bears play Houston this coming week. You know, if they lose to Houston, that would maybe get them right around the 10th spot. You know, therefore, a lot is going to happen. The Bears can even still, even though at this point, after the loss, They could still get into the playoffs with enough help. A lot of teams would have to lose, and I I really doubt that the Bears can make the playoffs after this loss to the the Lions, but 7-9, I mean, that's not out of the question. They could definitely beat a couple of the teams still left on their schedule. I keep telling everybody that Packers game, depending on the seeding, you know, if they have nothing to play for and they're going to be playing a wild card game the following week, You know, you're going to put in a bunch of backups, and that's a big difference when you talk about 6-10 and versus 7-9. and That might be the difference between Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy keeping their jobs, quite frankly. And that's that's really the other and final big takeaway that I had from this this game is, you know, quite honestly, if you're a Bears fan and no change comes after this season, regardless of what the result is, because I think even if you ask fans to a man, the Bears made the playoffs, they would say, okay, you know, good job, I guess, but you're not a Super Bowl contender. It's going to be a quick exit, and we're going to have all the same problems. 
And ultimately, that 5-1 and one kind of lucky start, not saying it's really lucky-lucky because they played a lot of teams that were really bad, quite frankly, but that kind of fortunate start of 5-1 and one was a real waste. Because don't make a mistake, like, the Bears, they could maybe win two or three more games on their schedule and just get hot out of nowhere because that's the NFL. You know, just because you're better than most teams or you're better than the team you're playing doesn't mean you're going to win. So the Bears really getting that five and one start was pretty fortunate in a way because had they tripped up against one, maybe another team, I mean, they'd certainly be out of playoff contention, assuming that the six game losing streak was coming and kind of no matter what. So they'd certainly be out of the playoff position, but they might be higher up in the draft order. And it's kind of just a shame that that happens at that point, right? Ownership, they've got a... They've got to really look at this thing and try to, I would say now's the time to find your Ernie Corsi consultant and ask anybody that you trust that is a third party and just say, what do you think of our football team? What do you think of the problems? Like, how bad is this in your opinion? And get some thoughts because this, I think, is pretty bad, this mess. And there's not a lot of obvious answers and if you're at all football savvy you kind of see that and if there's no real answers and you don't know if the people you have in charge can fix the problems are you sure you want to gamble with them I, I get there's a pandemic there's a shortage of money you know maybe the McCaskies the last thing they want to do is fire everybody and just spend a lot of money buying out their contracts but then at the same time too you got to hire out brand new people It's almost like you're paying double the money for your workforce than you did before. But if football is your business and football is your passion and you want to be the best at it, you've got to be able to eat costs like that. You know, that's part of the game. If you don't make the right choice at who you hire, because Ryan Pace's contract is up after next season. How in the right mind of any of those Bears owners could they give him a possible contract extension when he's only going to make the playoffs once in six years? I get it, maybe twice because they still have a shot this year. But you're going to give him seven years, and if he only makes the playoffs twice in seven years, does that satisfy you where you want to give that man a contract extension? You know, a, a lot of GMs have been able to kind of accomplish those kind of standards here in Chicago. The point is becoming a team like the Packers, the Steelers, teams that the McCaskies, you know, really respect because they're similar to the Bears. You know, they have a ton more success, ton more. Two and seven years, you know, they're looking for their next person to take charge of their football operations, not give that guy a potential uh, contract extension. So ownership has to, you know, extend exhaust all their resources if they really care about winning and get get a final opinion on this and honestly i don't think you really even need a third party mediator of any kind to tell you that you should go elsewhere with ryan pace and matt Nagy. but it does it's a little scary too because the the mccaskies they've hired all these people and they're going to be the ones hiring the next people and maybe it's a matter of odds you know the more swings you have at the plate Eventually, you're going to hit a home run, right? Like, they got that going for them. But ask the Cubs, crosstown team, how many years of eventually till they got that World Series? I mean, you're talking 100-plus. 
but the Bears are already at 35 plus for the last championship they had. I mean, they could maybe go 70 years. Who knows? You know, who knows when this is going to end? Because the people hiring, they're not very smart. And I guess the other big rumor that we'll go over real quickly is it was talked about was the idea that Ted Phillips might retire at the end of the season and he's the president of the team, the chairman. Or, I'm sorry, George McCaskey is the chairman. The president of the team is the Ted Phillips. And Ted Phillips is a renowned non-football guy. And usually at the president of your team, you have a football guy and they handle all the operations because they know how to handle all the decisions and what's important and value that stuff. Ted Phillips, he couldn't build a football team even if he tried. And that's been part of the conspiracy around the Bears that they lose a lot because they have this man in charge of football operations and he basically meddles when he wants to. And none of this is proven or anything like that. This is just the rumor. So going back to the Ted Phillips retiring part of the rumor, you know, that would, I think, be... Uh, it's going to happen eventually, first of all. It might not happen this year, but Ted Phillips is not going to live forever and he's not going to have that position forever. It's going to be very interesting to see who they might fill that with. And, you know, if you lose your president to retirement at the end of this season and that's been talked about, and trust me, if Ted Phillips is retiring... The McCaskies know about it well in advance, and I'm sure it's not going to be a sudden thing. You know, I'm sure if they've talked about it, it's already been talked about. It, 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 this could just be a rumor and just something someone heard, a source that tells, you know, the Chicago media and how it's been going around. But regardless of, I guess, the rumor part of that and how true it is, you know, the McCassies are going to know well in advance when Ted is going to hang up his cleats, if you will, and move on from the president role. Like, you know, I would think they're going to have a plan in order. And if they thought, boy, maybe Ryan Pace could be the heir apparent, I would think you can't have it anymore, that thought. You have to throw that away. But now might be the time to make sweeping changes because you know a president's leaving and you feel you've lost trust in your GM and coach. Again, it's not great financially, it's not great timing, but look at the team you just beat, or you just lost to, I'm sorry, in the Lions, they've already fired everybody. I mean, they fired the GM, the coach, knowing that if the Lions had won this game, you know, they still have some playoff hopes. It's very, very minimal. It's about 1% from what I heard, but, you know, if the Lions were to win out the rest of their games, they'd have a shot at the playoffs, and they didn't even allow their coach and the GM the opportunity to do that. They could have very easily just waited till the end of the season, but they want to get a jump. They know that they're not the right people for the job, and that's where the Bears' ownership has to be. Are Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy the right guys for the job? And at this point, I don't know how you can possibly say Ryan, po- Ryan Pace is... And at this point, I don't know how you can possibly say Ryan Pace is the right man for the GM of the Bears And day by day, it's looking more and more clear that Matt Nagy is probably not the head coach to lead the Bears. And in the NFL, if you are just kind of middling and not making decisive actions and doing it quickly, especially the old Bill Belichick adage, making a move early rather than too late so that you have less of the, uh, I guess, bad and the baggage to deal with because you've gotten rid of a problem before it's become too big of a problem. You know, the Bears have to be, they have to be considering all this stuff. And hopefully they are after this last loss. Because when you lose 
pathetically to the Packers, and then you lose pathetically to a Lions team that's just absolutely reeling. And now you're basically at the basement, tied for last place in the NFC North. I mean, what direction is your franchise going? You have to be honest about that type of assessment. 